two elephant in the room. Part of Disrupt the Media on Roll Tide Pod's YouTube channel. Make sure that you like and subscribe. Share with your friends as we talk Alabama football along with former Alabama QB, national champion Jake Coker. I'm Mick Gillespie. A lot to talk about on the show. Before we get there, though, I want to remind you that we're brought to you by MyBookie, mybookie.ag, up to a $1,000 price match. Uh, they'll match 50% of that with the um, promo code next round when you make that initial deposit. And a lot going on right now that you can bet on. Uh, college basketball, the NBA. How about the NFL playoffs, which we saw the first round of the playoffs go down and uh, a lot of blowouts. Next week, though, the games will be a lot closer, I promise you. And if you need any help with those picks, swing by and check out Lance's Lock. Lance's Lock. Dot com. That's uh, Lance Taylor helping you with your picks. And um, honestly, with all the fun stuff going on, uh, now's a great time to do that as well with so many big games. So uh, check it out. All right. A lot to talk about. And uh, good to see you, Jake. I, I mean, I feel like I haven't seen you in months. We just did a show on, Thursday. Yeah, a lot going on between last Thursday and today. That's for sure. Uh been a whirlwind, a weird spot. 17 years of continuity outside of coordinators and it just feels like a new place, you know? Yeah, it does. It does. But, you know, uh, I guess to just start with the sh- the search. I mean, last time you, you were here, you and Ryan Anderson, and we were all just kind of sitting around and uh, reminiscing about Nick Saban. And, I mean, you guys played for him. I've covered him. And uh, we all love him, you know, and, and he just kind of abruptly left. I mean, we have a lot more information now, you know, about about him him stepping out. And his daughter on Instagram said that she wasn't sure if he was going to when he left because he didn't know. And then apparently, you know, two o'clock last what Wednesday. Yep. He went in and had a meeting with his agent, Jimmy Sexton, <clears throat> who's everyone's agent. And then um, <laughs> Talk about, about a guy that's not not hurting. No, he's <laughs> like Nick's retiring. Woo. and then um and then four o'clock he tells the team he didn't tell the coaches apparently they found out at the same time and it's been i i said it like this on on my channel i feel like alabama's been under an all-out assault by our rivals since then for our players and our coaches and and here we are we hired uh um, DeBoer. i thought he did a great job at the press conference different tone different personality yep and then, um, you know, and now he's he's hiring coordinators. He got uh, uh, Ryan Grubb, who Alabama tried to hire a couple of years ago. And then yesterday he hired Kane Womack. Yep. Not Womack, even though it looks like that. <laughs> Womack. And uh, and he's coming. He actually left the South Alabama job to go up there and coach. So oh, take yeah. a head coaching job to be in a, a D.C. But that tells you, <clears throat> you know, what, what Alabama is all about. And um, that's where we are right now. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I've got to know Kane over the last few years, and really, I mean, in in my opinion, and you never really know until about two years from from right. inception uh, whether this is a good hire or not. I think Greg did as good a job as he possibly could have. Uh, sounds like from from what everybody's hearing, and again, I haven't spoke spoken to Coach. I have no idea what what all went down or how it was uh announced to everybody or how everything was communicated like you said i think the coaches found out that day as well the same day that we all found out <clears throat> but uh 
when you're bringing in a guy who's what 112 and seven in college football, I think he's a 105 and 14 or something like that. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, a yeah. winner. I mean, by all indications from everybody that he knows in terms of character, we already know he's a great football coach. Right. I mean, you, you've seen seen the way his teams play. I mean, you even watched that Michigan game. My gosh, there are some opportunities left out on the table by some plays where that were, had broken protections or or the ball was just a little off. I mean, they they played a team that that was physically more dominant than them, and they they still provided an opportunity for their players to win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, in terms of pure football, this is one of the best hires you could have possibly gone out and made. Uh, I've, I've spoken to a few people about this, and look, again, you can't make a, a better hire in terms of pure football. Is this going to make a splash in the southeast? You got guys from different regions. Uh, I, I've throughout my college career, I've I've played for my gosh, so many guys that, that are now head coaches. Bob Stoops. I mean, Coach Pruitt's not a head coach now, but but he was. Lane Kiffin, uh, Billy Napier. I mean, you, you, it's a very small community. Seems like everybody that plays out and 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 picks up big jobs, and you kind of know where everybody is. So this is kind of just weird that we're not bringing a disciple in, and everybody's unfamiliar, and that's what provides the the fear in, in the future. But he just seems like a solid guy who's going to provide continuity if he's successful. I think we got a chance. I'll never say that we'll have a run like we had when Coach Saban was here. I think that's impossible to make that prediction. Uh, and with the new landscape of college football, I don't think that's possible. But I think we're going to win a lot of games. I think we're going to be dominant. Uh, again, like you said, Coach Grubb was the the target last year in terms of who the OC was going to be. Right. Um, I, I would be shocked if – Coach Saban didn't put his stamp on uh, DeBoer. I understood you know? he he kind of gave a thumbs up he, on him. Yeah, I think that from my from what I've learned, you know, he had a, a handful of guys that that he gave the thumbs up on, and he was one of those guys that was at the top of the list. Now that could be BS; it's all hearsay now. Mm. But I don't think it is, though. I mean, you'd have to think also that that was the case. I mean, it has to be as close as him and Greg are. You'd have to think Coach Saban was like, "Here's here's the guys you need to go after," you know. And he's watched plenty of film on Washington. You you don't not watch film on a guy you're trying to hire, and that's the number one guy on your list. Um, so I love it. I think it's a great hire. Uh, Kane, I mean, hell, he's been a head coach at South Alabama and turned South Alabama into a team that everybody talks about. Hell, they beat the shit out of Oklahoma State this they year. They did. Um, good old fashioned country ass. Oh yeah, it was like thirty one to six, thirty four yeah. to six. They 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 had UCLA on the ropes last year. Yeah, and let them off the hook. Yeah, went for it on fourth down. I think, but I like it. that though. Go oh, for no, it. I, I do too. Uh, I, again, I, I could not be more excited about this group. It really all turns into can we recruit in the southeast? And I think we can as long nobody cares where you're from as long as you're a good guy and you you're truthful about you know your intentions and and i think that's i think that's what uh DeBoer stands for i think i know that's what kane does i know i know kane's a great guy he's a he's a you know upstanding guy in mobile everybody loves him uh 
there's a lot of mad people in South Alabama because he's leaving, but who's going to turn down the DC job at Alabama? I mean, look at where the DCs at Alabama end up going for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's as good as a head coaching job on a big stage for most of the country. A couple things I noticed right away, the tone of Alabama football is going to be different. You know, I I don't think that um, Coach DeBoer is going to yell at the media in the press conferences. I miss that. I'm going to miss that. Well, the the thing that we're going to miss, (laughs) it's like the uh, (laughs) – I watched the speech on the importance of nothing. Yeah. You know? I love that. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. I I remember all of it. But, I mean, in in the state of Alabama, we had – press conferences during the week where you weren't just listening to a coach talk about players and personnel and, and you know, what the game plan was. You had a guy who was a shining light in a community in a region that was a cause for good for a lot of people, uh, you know, across the country really. And so to lose a guy that's that influential in a, in a good way, Man, again, it feels like you're you're moving on from a one hell of a time in the history of Alabama. Yeah, you know? well, we are. I mean, like, yeah, there's no replacing him, but because um, he was way more than a coach. I mean, he was. People looked at him without even knowing him as a leader and somebody that they followed. Uh, I, I hope he, he he's. I asked Chris Lowe about it, and he kind of gave me a list of things he thought coach was going to do, and one of them was try to help save college football you know, kind of have an influence on the direction of college football. Yeah. And I, I hope that he well, we does talked that. about that on the show. I mean, I've heard that's, that was, I mean, we need him. I don't think he thought he'd be coaching this long. And I thought, uh, and I've heard that there may have been some interest in like an sec commissioner type yeah. job. So I can definitely see him trying to make college football a more manageable space, yeah. you yeah. know, which it, it wouldn't take much to get it there at this point. Because it's such a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I really like about Coach DeBoer is the loyalty to him that people that know him have, yeah. that they really believe in him, that they think he's a great guy, upstanding. I thought it was important that Alabama have a coach that represented the right values. Yeah. And and, oh, yeah. and there were some coaches in the mix, one in particular, at least people mentioned that I don't, I just didn't think that matched what we needed in Tuscaloosa and represent oh, yeah. our state, right? Not him though. I mean, um, and, and you can tell because all of these coaches that have coached with him before are lining up to be part of this, you know, grub grubs. Like, I mean, I thought he was going to be the coach in Washington and they, they oh, got, yeah. they got, he uh, may not be around Tuscaloosa for very long right. just because he's good. The platform he's going to have and, and what he can do offensively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he comes along and then you get, um, you know, you get, Womack, who was here and and then goes up there, but they coached together at Indiana. And I'm familiar with that Indiana team. I, I I remember them. They've never been good, or at least in my lifetime. And then all of a sudden, they were like an eight and four, but a good oh, yeah. team. I mean, oh, yeah. like you, they were a well, tough when, team. When they were playing Michigan and Ohio State, yeah. you looked at that game and you said, hmm. There's a pretty good chance this team's going to cover. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, you know what? That's part of the reason why I paid attention yeah. to him. But Penix was good and their defense was solid and they, they, they scored and then he leaves and, you know, and they're not good anymore. Yeah. And I don't think people understand, I mean, you know, again, um, these aren't hires we're used to because we're used to getting guys like Salson series or, 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 I mean, 
Coach Pruitts mm-hmm. or or Kevin Steele, guys that have been around a long time in this area that we're all familiar with. Mm-hmm. The pedigree and that or the resume that these guys have is pretty similar to those guys just in a different, completely different region. Yeah, you know, and we don't look as we don't. I mean, we've you and I have talked shit about football in the north on here, you know, <laughs> in the north, you know. <laughs> multiple times mm-hmm. and but, now we have their damn weather <laughs> what's going on man take yeah. this back <laughs> and so you know we're a little hesitant to trust guys that don't see football in the same lighter scope that we do um but i, I again i know kane i've i've been around him a lot i i love the guy i think he's a home run hire for alabama uh cannot wait to see what he does there i just if he was sitting on this couch right now you you'd love him you'd love being around him you'd feel you it's he's got an infectious personality he's going to do great now it, it again it's going to be different than having coach saban in there who's 70 and has won seven national championships or however many it is now yeah. can't even keep count uh just because it's a it's a new face and he's not quite as proven but he's done a hell of a job at South Alabama. Done a hell, did a hell of a job at Indiana. Yeah, he, and he did. knows football. Yeah, he does. Well, that's why they got those jobs. I mean, and 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 it, you know, I I kind of weighed like, is it better to be an assistant, you know, like the you know coordinator at Alabama or the head coach at South? And I'm like, you know, for the the best the best coach head coach in in the, that conference got the job at uh at Tulane, you know. Yeah. And and it's like, okay, you know, man, I mean, that's a decent job. It's not a power five job, but you go to Alabama and you do it. Tulane's brought in like four or five stars know, in the last two good. days. He's good. I know. He's he's good. You know, but, but I, I mean, mean, you know, it's and, a, and if you're if you're bringing in those guys and at, at Tulane and you're from wherever he is, I, I don't know where he's where's he from? He's from Troy. He's Troy's head coach. Okay, well, I thought you said he was from up north. No, 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 that. no. He was Troy's coach, and then he he took that job, so he just got it. Now he's, he's out recruiting, well, really transfer portaling, you know. Yeah, well, he's killing it in the transfer portal. I know that. They went back in the SEC. They were an original member. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if they do, but I'm sure they would take it, right? The, them and Georgia Tech jumping out, what a bad mistake. Should have stuck in. Well, I mean, the thing about joining the SEC is either you – you either swim with them and figure it out or you turn into Vanderbilt and nobody's interested, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I like this guy. I think DeVore seems like a good dude. The question's going to be recruiting and and we'll see. He had some guys leap out into the transfer portal. Um, Isaiah Bond, went to Texas because of a, de- a business decision, he called it. And he wouldn't take the call from DeBoer, you know, when he called him. Yeah, I mean, we shared our thoughts prior to the show. But <laughs> I'm not putting you on the spot, but what Booker, do you think? Look, Book, <laughs> Booker has the right mentality, and I don't know if you saw that. but Yeah, yeah I loved it. His picture I mean, when he was, was like a little kid was saving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is you know, the guy loves Alabama. That's the kind of guy that, that – that we all as Alabama people need to support and appreciate, you know, that kind of, that kind of loyalty and, mm-hmm. and that kind of uh, message and leadership. 
you know, that goes a long way. That Isaiah Bond deal, you know, disappointing. Here's here's the thing about that is is he's probably what twenty years old. Yeah. Uh, when he looks back on this decision, and you know, he'll he, I don't know. He Could may be, be some regret there. He may be in the NFL. He may not be. Who who knows what happens? He's I guess he's trying to make his money while he can, but um, you know, at some point he'll look back and and think probably think that he handled this incorrectly yeah right you know? maybe yeah i mean i guess only time will tell but the good thing is what i was surprised about of course uh sarah lands ryan williams decommitted before saban even signed the thing that said he retired right and then uh what's the guy's name jamie french the five another five-star receiver also decommitted I, i'm what i'm curious about these guys is is all three of them, is, it's like, have you paid attention to Washington's offense? I mean, they had 3,000-yard oh, receivers. Yeah. Like, they're putting a bunch of guys in the NFL in that particular position, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be far more – receivers are going to be far more utilized now than they ever were at yeah, all. Right, right. You're going to catch the ball, and it's going to put pressure on the quarterbacks to get them the ball. You know, you're going to have to get them the ball. I mean, you know, and, and uh, I don't – you know, I don't know how to read into the statement that Bond made on his way out. You know, maybe he didn't think that Milrow got him the ball enough. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what's in his head, but um, I think that we're going to throw the ball a lot. And and, and oh, you, know. you definitely are. You know, and and well, you know, nothing's off the table anymore. This is going to be. I think if Coach Saban stays, and, and look, I. I love Jalen Milrow. We've talked about him so many times on this podcast, mm-hmm. but nobody's job is going to be theirs this year. You we'll have to go get it again. And if which that's like it should be like that really anyway, right? You always want to win your job back. No, I agree. You know, I agree. Not saying that you don't have it. I mean, he's definitely the guy with all the experience, and most to, likely yeah, it'll I be mean, him. to a certain extent. You know, yeah. I mean, like Bryce Young. You, you know that if you're a solidified starter mm-hmm. it should be you know it, that should be illustrated by everybody on the staff that mm-hmm. you're the starter and you're a leader and you need to follow this guy yeah you know um but you got a new coach coming in and and this is going to be a completely new offense something we've never seen in alabama before and you never know how who's going to fit in where and what what this is gonna, what kind of change this is going to bring yeah yeah, I'm 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 definitely uh uneasy with change because we really haven't had much of it, you know. And the, and the thing that I'm well, it's really hard to change when you've won this many national championships. And you're in the pit and you're in the picture every year. I, I haven't been happy watching, you know, Georgia. Uh, you know, I wish Tavarius Robinson would have waited and talked to the new coach before he took a job at Georgia because they wanted him to be the defensive coordinator, but at least he'll be the co defensive coordinator now. <laughs> I don't. I don't know T. Rob uh, at all. I mean, I. I think we've met, met one or two times, and and again, you know, that's that's not enough to to know somebody. But, um, you know, I think, I think not finding out retirement was coming and all the, the destabilization that came with that. I think a lot of those guys were nervous about what the next step was and and were afraid to. I agree you know, put all their eggs in one basket, stick around and, and see what happens when they've got guys that they know that they can lean on for stability. And 
and it just happens sometimes. I, you know, he had the offer from what I understand when he, Saban was still there, and the uh, to and they were working through that. Kevin Steele retired, and now all of a sudden you have a defensive coordinator job open, and then you know you have the coaching. I mean, I'm sure if you're the board, <laughs> you know you're. you're it's on your list, but you're just trying to get through the press conference. You're trying to, you know, figure it out. Now you yeah. gotta, you gotta recruit your 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 group. You gotta go out and get make sure that your signing class is sticking. And then you know he's gonna get some guys. Transfer portal goes both ways, you know. But I, I just, I guess, for my own comfort, I wish that we had some guys from last year's staff. And we do. Ready, uh, Freddie Roach is sticking around. Uh, Robert Gillespie, even though he has a fantastic name, not related to me, but he's sticking, and I he love wishes. that too. Yeah, we're we're still related, you know, somehow, <laughs> yeah. right? In name only, right? But uh, but uh, just for his name, he's my favorite coach. Come on, um, but it, and and as this thing's put together, you know, I think there might be another job or two that they're trying to figure out. But the recruiting part of it is something that's really important. And I think they're going to do all right with it. I think that the transfer portal becomes a lot bigger now. DeBoer obviously has done well in the in the uh, NIL game and the transfer game, so it's it's just going to be different. I mean, it's just it's a different animal, but character matters, and this guy's got great character, and for, I think that it's going to reflect yeah. that for long term stability. Character means everything, right? You know, I mean, that was character exemplified. Coach Saban, in my opinion, yeah, mine you know, too. From what I saw, and and people are attracted to that. I don't care where you're from, how you sound when you talk. Uh, I mean, one of the things he taught me, I, I just watching him, not, nothing he told me, but uh, you know, Coach Saban's extremely charismatic, well spoken, and uh, you know, I, I always, you know, kind of thought, you know, you gotta you gotta relate to people and 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 find a way to some to get on some, certain people's level sometimes. And and he was always himself, always spoke so well, always just handled him so, himself so well. People respected that no matter what he was saying or 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 how he said it. Uh, that goes the longest way with people, to, in my opinion. If you're going to be a good guy, be honest and and do what you say you're going to do. Then I again, I don't care if you're from Washington, I don't care if you're from Michigan. Uh, people are going to respect that, and recruits are going to be drawn to that, yeah, right. Well, that's how you're going to win people. Your, your character is going to be what, what you know, basically builds the program after this. I mean, we're under siege right now, you know, got to go out and protect. Hey, Caleb Downs, please stay. Everybody wants a piece of the king, please. It's exactly it. We want you to stay, you know, the the uh. I've had people reach out to me um, and say, hey, you know, could former players say stuff? And guys have said stuff, you know, like yeah. on, on Twitter and, and, and all that. You're a former player. You know, what do you say to that? You know, is there a way that you guys could help? Like, because it feels like we're in a dogfight right now just to get <laughs> things just to get things kind of like. Like the like, it's like that plane ride back from Arkansas. I told you guys. <laughs> we're, we're dropping a thousand feet, and they're trying to steady it. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, I, th I I think there's been a few. I know Marquise Mays said a few things. I know Devontae's said a couple things. Loved with Devontae. He was pretty good. Yeah, that was probably the best. He the best said, thing. "What if they're 
<laughs> anyone that's transferring is an idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want him anyway yeah. or something like but that. But I love the fact that both Devontae Smiths have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> and they've both been great. <laughs> I'm a, I'm look, I'm a become a, a Devonte Smith's <laughs> super fan too. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's pretty black and white. I mean, you know, but here's yeah. what we think. Yeah, when you're a Heisman Trophy winner at receiver at Alabama, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, you know? right, right. And he may be the only one ever to do that. It's, I don't know. It's hard to win the, the Heisman. Know. Yeah, maybe somebody else steps in. I mean, yeah. If if uh, if Julio had played when DeBoer was the head coach in, in in this era of football, yeah, yeah, really, he's still to me the best. I mean, a lot of great ones. Though. Yeah, I mean, Amari Cooper, he came close, and he was easily good enough to to be a Heisman Trophy winner. It just you know it just yeah, didn't right, work out right, that year. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I hate seeing guys leave. We're gonna see some guys come. And uh, hopefully we'll get a center in this. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Washington's got a I mean, great center that's, that's in the portal. <laughs> if you're watching, man, we got a spot for you. <laughs> uh, you ever seen Josh Pate? You know the Josh Pate. Oh, yeah. He oh, did yeah. a breakdown of some of those snaps, and I'm like, oh man, it's watching them like it's in slow motion even makes it worse, you know. Uh, it, it makes it amazing that we did as well as we did. I guess it was the yips. I don't, I, you know, it has to I, be, man. It was, it was just a struggle when you're watching the game, hoping that the the snap, you know, gets back. I'll, uh, just feel the snap and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. I, I, when Saban got to Alabama, I used to have like my lucky Alabama gear. Yeah. And, and a lot of us did. We had our lucky Alabama gear. You know, we wear for the big games. Like, this shirt, we can't lose. And we lost. And then Saban showed up, and we threw all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he got to, to make be, a move. Yeah, and then this year, I'm like, hey, where's my lucky shirt at? <laughs> I got to get the snaps down. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Uh, I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine being back there. And, and again, I, I, I would you have lost your shit at some point? You know, after the one goes back like twenty five yards, then you scoop it up and a giant guy belly flops you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can't imagine because you know. It, it, here's the thing. I, it's I've heard Seth McLaughlin is a great guy. I know he is, and it's you know, it just it's tough to see that. Uh but I can't imagine getting back there. And, you know, again, I had Ryan Kelly as a center. And you had that, one of the greats. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the best centers of all time in Alabama. Yeah, I know. But I can't imagine getting back there and having to get – We get, need him on the show. Can we get him on the show? Uh, oh, yeah, we need to. be great. But I can't imagine getting back there and just, like, prepping just to catch the snap. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like playing- you all these things going <laughs> through your head. Yeah. You know, you and, and everything needs to be, t- be timed up right. And it all starts with a snap, and you're sitting there like, "All right, I got to catch this thing, and make sure it doesn't go over my head or run through my legs." The and- worst ones were like where he's like checking the offense, like making sure everybody's right, and then all of a sudden, out of the corner of his eye, there goes the, the damn football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess we snapped it. Well, I mean, it, it, it you know, when you're playing, it's second nature. Like when the snaps are good. And you just, you know, you you lift your leg and you can keep your eyes up and the ball comes and you kind of look down for two, you know, not, two, not even two seconds. So 
millisecond just to catch it, fake it, whatever, and your eyes are here the whole time. But when you're like that, it's like you're not thinking you're like, about oh, where shit, you're going oh, with the catch ball. It. I got to catch it. All right, all right, here's the fake. All right, now, now where's the defense at? Yeah, you right. Know? Instead of just okay, snaps coming here. Here's all right, they're moving here. They're doing that. All right, here's where I'm going with it. I wonder you if know? DeBoer's just been like, "What the freak have I got myself into here?" Uh, I mean, there was like there's like three times when we had snap issues, and they were all my fault. Like, <laughs> you, know? you taking responsibility? <laughs> I mean, one bounced off my face. <laughs> That is your fault. The one hit me on like right here on the one. <laughs> there was one. There was one time where it was a mistimed snap, and and Ryan snapped it too early, and it. I mean, even then, it it bounced off my chest. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was. It was a. We had a seam route and a comeback, and and uh, I mean, it was all set up to to hit uh, Kenyon Drake on the seam, and but I had. Calvin really running a comeback, comeback. So when the ball hit me in the chest, and I was like, "Oh, oh, you know, oh, shit." Yeah. And I caught it, and I was like, "Well, I just know I got the comeback right here, and I'm gonna throw this." Yeah. And and it was it. it was luckily we had the right play in place, you know, and I and it kind of timed up okay. Well, you knew everyone was gonna be. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, you just. How hard is it to know all those plays? Uh, how long does it take you to figure out like? you know the playbook like where you're like you know they'll call a play that you guys haven't run all year and it's like game eight you know uh does that happen i would say you're practicing them during the week yeah i I mean i think until you've got one year down as a as a or at least a regular season down as a starter and i'm talking like fluid knowing it right you know what to do everybody's on the same page. You've got that timing now, everybody. I think it takes like a, a full season to really get there and play under the lights, full speed, uh, where everybody's got confidence on the field and when the coaches are on the sideline and you're on your own, you know, to get to get to that point. I mean, knowing the offense and really playing like, you know, the offense are two separate things. Right. You know, you can know all the calls. You can know what everybody's doing. But if you're not on the same page with everybody around you, it's it can still be a disaster. Yeah. And so, like again, when go back to the Jalen Milrow comment or, or any any new system, I mean, there's going to be growing pains, and and I I don't care how many times you rep it in practice, ripping it in a game is so much different. Yeah. Did you like when DeBoer made it a point to say? he wanted you guys, the alumni, the former players to, to feel like nothing's changed. Like you're still welcome at the building, like come around. Yeah. I, I haven't, I mean, I didn't hear that comment, but I, I have been, you know, I think Alabama is, is such a homey atmosphere and I mean, I've never seen it out without coach Saban there. So I, I don't know what it was like with previous coaches and, and staffs, but, uh, I mean, when I'm in Tuscaloosa, I'm swinging by the complex and I'm seeing people. You oh know? yeah, uh, it's just it's going to happen, and it's a great time, and and I love seeing all the guys. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't expect that to change. What I was nervous about was that everybody would be gutted and there wouldn't be anybody around. I wanted some familiar faces around, and and I, I mean, I know Kane. I know Kane pretty well, so you know. But I also Denzel Duvall staying, Ellis Ponder staying, uh, Freddie Cedric. staying, Cedric Cedric staying. I mean, uh, so there's gonna be a lot of familiar faces still around. 
like I said, the thing I will miss most is just that Coach Saban type atmosphere and that presence. Yeah. Um, and you can't, you know, that. it's like a, like a, when we did this podcast before the old Miss game, when I went into that practice and, you know, they got chair drill and, and all these things right after practice to get to film. And he makes it a point to come over and, and shake my hand and, and, uh, say hello and, and talk a little bit. I mean, it just, it means a lot that a guy with this much going on, this much success still, when he sees his players, it's like, you know, he's big smile. It's just, it's just hard to beat that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, it's a, uh, the, the unfortunate thing about life is that it does march on. Oh yeah. Know, as uh, Tracy Lawrence, but it never sung, but about. it never, you never realize that. Yeah. You know, or yeah. at least, I'm 31. I hadn't yeah, yeah, you're it starting yet. to feel it now for the first time. So we get we got the new coach, we got the staff. Have you been surprised at all at you know Georgia kind of coming after some of our guys? You know Texas nah, going on. after and our I, guys. I mean, and and Auburn, I guarantee you, they're scraping up as much money as they can to put the nail in the coffin for Ryan Williams. Hey, well, Auburn had a, some some own their own issues that's why they've kind of been quiet yeah yeah i mean that's i just well there it is right there he freeze called continuity invaluable but auburn has only faced change which is true yeah uh, and, and they they fired two or two guys left last week carnell williams one of them carnell williams shocks that's me. a big big deal i, don't, I mean that that ha- there had to have been some friction there for that to happen yeah whatever because it carnell was, was a a staple of Auburn, you know, uh, was it was him and Ellis Johnson? Is that who, who, Ellis who Johnson leave to? It was two coaches that left. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. I'll look it up, but while we're sitting here, but yeah, I mean, so they, they haven't been able to really capitalize on things like Georgia. <clears throat> well, I mean, you know, it's, it's the classic get them while they're down. And that's what, I mean, you, we sit here and talk about it. Like we're down hell. We just, we just, we're in the playoff. We got a, a great new coach from from Washington. He's bringing a great staff. Kane, I mean, you know, again, we're we're sitting here acting like it's some shit show. And the times we're in, people are going to transfer, and then we're going to keep the guys that really want to be there and really want to buy in. And that's a great thing. We're going to get. We just we signed a great recruiting class, I believe. Is anybody? Can you even get out of that now? I mean, is everybody? Yeah, you can. Okay, well. That shit's on my point, but yeah, we're 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 gonna be fine. Uh, problem is we're spoiled, and and you know, it, us as as fans, and that wasn't Ellis Johnson, uh, Zach Etheridge. I don't know why I thought Ellis Johnson, maybe because he was there forever. I, was he? Is he still there? I don't know. I just popped into my mind. I just. That's why I love twi- like the internets. You know, you can just jump on here. And- <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we're still we're we're fine. You know, we. Yeah, there's there's going to be a, a a little period of time where we've got to adjust and 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 figure it out. But as soon as he's comfortable with the scenario that he's in. I think we're going to be in great shape. Yeah, you know? I hope so. I, I I feel like that too. I mean, I mean, every time I talk Alabama football since last Wednesday, it seems like everybody's just down and out. You know, 
and I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I, we did lose a pretty good coach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all, like. I, I mean, know, it's like, not like there's like, a whole wall of the guy over but here. But it's all like gloom and doom. I mean, we're this is this is college football now. You know, I mean, it, it is what it is. We're that side's Bear Bryant. This side is uh, Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be fine. And, and we got the OC we tried to hire last year. And are you coaching us up right now? I'm. I'm being honest. I mean, I I, I feel great about it. Well, just, you coach us up. We, I need it. Just yeah. give, give it to me. And right and and Grub again, first target last year. Kane did a hell of a job at South. Was a head coach, and he's a beast. We're gonna be fine. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you said that because I feel better now. <laughs> now, honestly, I'm just telling you, he's a great mind, man. He's he's a great great mind. He's it, I've I've already said all this already. You know, it, it, we're good. Has anything surprised you uh, just about all of the, in, in general, everything that's going on? Because it feels like there's always something going on. I'm surprised at the amount of guys that are leaving. Uh, that's what I'm most surprised about. You know, and, and when I was playing, you didn't have this. I mean, first of all, you didn't have the freedom to do it. But second of all, I just times have changed so much in the last eight years. It's just it's insane to me. It's <laughs> Chris Lowe's reporting that another sitting FBS head coach is joining DeBoer, and that is Buffalo head coach Maurice Linguist as the fest as uh, is that the guy defensive from has been assistant. A, he was he was at Buffalo. Was he at A and M at one time? Um, sure. But like uh, born in Dallas or Texas, I don't know. He graduated from Baylor. A former, yeah, former player at okay. Baylor, SEC expertise at Texas A&M and Mississippi State. Worked yeah. briefly at Michigan before landing the Buffalo job. So yeah, I mean, look, the, the people that know this guy like him, and uh, I like him. I don't even know him, but I, 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 I really get a genuine vibe from him. So I'm, I'm excited about like seeing what, what we do on the football field. I thought he handled all the questions the right way. I thought he hit a home run in the press conference. And, um, we know, we'll see what happens with the the team. I, I, I saw uh, – who was it? Maybe it was Devontae Smith that was talking about the the, the cornerback, you know, the, the DB, that said that the guy – that he took two hours and talked to him the other day, and they were just, you know, like the yeah. head coach. Like, they felt like – I mean, he seems—he he seems like a genuine guy. You watch his yeah. press conferences and all that. I mean, he—he he seems like the kind of guy you—you you, pretty much anybody would relate to yeah. and 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 get along with. Um, again, only time's going to tell. I mean, when, you know, I say we're all good. I guess you could suck in two years. Yeah, all right. right. We'll see. He loses that iron bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One, but I tell you what, this is the worst off. time possible for a new. Alabama coach to come in in terms of uh, beating Auburn because Hugh Freeze is a hell of a coach too. Yeah, yeah. I've yep. always said uh, when they were when we're, Auburn was going through that hiring process, the guy I was most nervous about them getting was Hugh Freeze. Was it? Oh yeah, I mean the guy wins everywhere he goes. Yeah, he's he understands good. it. He yeah. recruits. He's he's good at it. He's. I told you this before. He was the first one to ever offer me a scholarship at Arkansas State, and I loved him. Uh, everybody around him that I know 
really enjoys working for him, loves being around him. I mean, they're having their hiccups right now, I guess, with some changes. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, if the head coach is telling you something and you're having some friction with him, yeah. you're your boss. Yeah, you're out. What's Arkansas State like? Pretty good place? I, I talked to him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, I but he was he was great and he he also he called me when we talked when I was leaving Florida State too. Uh, Where was he then? Ole Miss. <clears throat> well, we'll uh, you know we'll just we'll see what happens. Huh? I, was, I was waiting on you to send me a question. I uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> What, when you guys like when you you get recruited by someone like him, and then you're walking off the field after they win the game, do they come up? Like they, 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 I always see like the coaches like talking the guys and stuff. Are what do they say? What are you guys talking about on the way out? Uh, you know when I was I'm trying to think when I was uh when I was playing, I talked to two after after the game. Um. One, Damian Craig, when we played Auburn in the Iron Bowl, uh, we talked a little bit. Uh, what did he say? Just, well, I, we talked about his family, how they were doing. Oh, you knew him from, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he recruited me to Florida State. Um, and he, you know, told me to go win a national championship and all that stuff. Oh, that's and, cool, man. He was, you know, he was all excited about it. And uh, I love Coach Craig. He's He's always been really good to me. Tell you the uh, thing that I love about football, and I think I've talked about my the guy I named my son after who the football player loved the game. Like once the game's over, he just loves the good players on the other team. <laughs> just appreciates why they're good, you know, and watching them. Like he just, you know, my friend Jake loved watching football. Loved great players. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like almost like kind of like when I see uh, Pat McAfee, kind of that same thing. Like, yeah, dude, this guy could ball man. <laughs> try yeah. tackling him you know yeah. well you I mean it's hard not to respect somebody who works their ass off like that yeah and, or just has great moves you know oh, just yeah. can do stuff you know oh yeah i mean it's like every time i ever played a football game and there's been a lot of shit talk involved there's always been a mutual respect after the game yeah yeah you right know? you survived the shit talk. yeah i mean i'm trying to i don't not too many instances where that i remember where I held a grudge after a game, if, right. if at all. I mean, so you're saying that you were never um, after a game you lost and then you ran and attacked the guy from behind when they were like singing the alma mater? <laughs> you never did anything like that? Because I saw someone do that this year. Yeah. I imagine Kane will be prepared for that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody, just know. <laughs> Watch your back. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that that meeting afterwards? Yeah, that's what I, I, I was in a group text talking that about bowl that bowl game in like, Mobile. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was like, I was, I was like, you know, what do you tell your players? Uh, you, you can't get mad at them. Some guy comes and punches your teammate in the back of the head. Yeah, what's your response outside of hey, we got to beat the shit out of this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, he started it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, that never worked in high school. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't want to hear the rest of this. You got suspended anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, you might as well get your licks in. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, once that adrenaline's gone, everybody's looking at you like you're an animal. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, man. Even when you win, you lose. Yeah, so it'd be like a bar fight. You yeah, know, you right. get done. Even if you win, it's like, well, that was pointless. Yeah, right. yeah. what did we just do here? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so you've got to take a deep breath and just kind of like uh, realize that that we got to get through the next couple. We, really, we just got to survive the next couple weeks. You know. Well, you know what's screwed up is that when your coach leaves, all of a sudden the the portals open. Yeah, right. And you can just you can just get destroyed. Your roster gets completely depleted, and you don't even have have an opportunity to to go grab somebody else. Of course. Like we were talking about, I guess he could go grab some Washington players. Oh, Washington, Arizona, San Jose State. Jim Harbaugh is probably going to be leaving soon. Yeah. You know, so you'll have Michigan, whoever they replace there, which I'm guessing that. He had to have recruited some of those guys. Yeah, I'm guessing that. Oh, yeah, right. I, I'm thinking that um, they'll probably hire the assistant that filled in for him. But I don't know, though. You know, like I, I look at what Washington did. I, I thought for sure they were going to hire ryan grubb and then they hired with jed fish and that's a good hire man that guy had tons of success at arizona arizona was one of those teams at the end of the season no one would want to play it would have been interesting had there been a playoff and they gotten in i mean they they were good man did you watch them towards the end of the season mississippi state loss well at the beginning of the year they stunk but they just got better and better as the season went on and they were fun to watch. And they, who'd they beat? Oklahoma in the bowl game? And they just like went up and down the field on them? I'm not sure. I, bowl game, I kind of, bowl games. Uh, You're dismissing. Ever, ever since the, the opt outs, I, I don't even pay attention anymore. I think that, I think they were one of my 33. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were one of my 10. <laughs> uh, I don't even know who they, did they play Oklahoma? I think they did. Yeah. Let's, let's look that up. Pretty sure. So when you, it gets really cold like this, you know, someone that loves hunting, I mean, is this like I got to get out in the woods? Oh, uh, yeah. I wish I was hunting instead of being a mobile for sure. We uh, we took the, uh, the Christmas tree up to the camp this weekend, and I lit that thing on fire, and I hadn't seen a Christmas tree go up in flames since i was a kid oh I yeah how... i do one in the fire pit out here yeah that'll make you this. nervous about having an old dry tree oh, yeah. with lights on it man that's funny you said that it was it was by the way oklahoma we, we i put the christmas tree in the fire pit last year and it was kind of dry it was like dry cold yeah oh man it was like whoosh, like the <laughs> you know the needles are fi- on fire and they're floating up in the air you know oh you're gonna burn the neighbor's house down <laughs> There's a group of people here uh, around here that have like a Christmas tree burning every year. Like they all get together and bring their Christmas trees. That would be pretty awesome. That'd be pretty fun. I, yeah, my, um, my, I took my daughter out. It was, uh, I guess it was Saturday night and, uh, you know, just something to do. I, I brought the Christmas tree up there and, and I, I, Hey guys, like, are you ready for uh, this? Yeah, at like eight 30 at like eight 30. I was, my, my father-in-law does, does a lot of the fires. And so my daughter's always like, you know, uh, she calls him Poppy. She's like, Poppy makes the big fires, you know? And I'm like, like, watch uh, out. I was like, uh, shaking my head, you know? Yeah. 
he was, she was like, daddy makes little fires and mommy makes little fires. I was like, oh, just wait till tonight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I lit that thing up and it just, you know, fires up 12 foot flames. She goes, daddy makes the biggest fire. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas trees were a little pricey this year. Did you notice that? I think I paid 150 for my tree. Yeah. That's a lot. I, I remember paying like 40 bucks like three years ago. <laughs> I just go to the easiest spot for me and whatever it is. I mean, you know, it's if I had a hunting camp, I'd spend zero on it. <laughs> did you go you just go to get a pine tree? I would just go cut one down. Yeah. My dad did that one year. We had, <laughs> like the, the good thing like nothing Christmas lived vacation. in it. Yeah, like good thing nothing lived in it. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. Uh yeah. So man, it's just been like kind of like a whirlwind. And then um, I'm excited about like some pretty high, some pretty big hitters. The 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 only question that people have is, you know, how's he going to recruit? And then, you know, what are the team? What's the team going to look like? Who's sticking around? Who's leaving? You know, every time someone gets in the transfer portal, it just it, it like hits hard, man. You like these guys? Well, you hate you hate uh, seeing it like the grave digger. Yeah, right. I, I doubt that thing sells. Nearly as much as it would if Isaiah Bond was sticking around and he was uh, going to be a staple of Alabama football moving right. forward because that's what he would be if he stuck around. Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody, everybody wants to pull for like Jalen. I mean, you know, he's roll tied. I'm not leaving, and and you pull for that guy. Yeah, Isaiah Bond, Booker, those guys that are going to hold the team together and and push for a playoff berth next year. You know, moving forward. How can you not pull for a guy like that? You know that's that's going to push through this and lead lead those younger guys, you know, ahead. Uh, so it just sucks. It would be like, I mean, I'm not going to say Julio, but but you know, it'd be like Ardarius Stewart leaving a, a huge name at Alabama that everybody loved and appreciated, and he's leaving. You feel like. I mean, it's like a divorce, you, yeah. like, you know, it's just like, I guess, girlfriend cheating on you or something. Yeah, you right, know, right. Very strange. Well, we haven't had the transfer portal really attack us a whole lot, you know, and then and I thought we got through when, you know, when Saban was here, like we got through, it was like some guys left, but it wasn't anybody that you really felt like, you know, like was, you know, was that big a deal. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you know, good players, but, you know, like you said, like nobody that had really done a lot here yet. You know, well, Alabama. It, there were transfers for the most part that made sense. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I know there's been a few where you were like, what? But you never saw a guy that that made a dynamic play in the Iron Bowl. Well, he's got his own Daniel Moore print. I mean, what are you doing, man? At least live a, you're yeah, like I mean, a celebrity down here. Yeah, well, it's, it's just kind of like, does does it not mean anything to you? Yeah, right. To, to have the full support of the entire fan base. I, I don't know. Have you ever heard anybody talk badly, poorly of Isaiah Bond before? No. And, and the question Completely I, embraced by the staff and by, by the fan base. I, and, and I'll tell you to, this. To me, these transfers where guys leave when you've been playing, you are going to play. You have what you want. Right. And you have everything that was promised to you during recruiting. Right. If it's all about money is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, when it's all about money, you can't trust that guy. Yeah. Right. 
it's a lot different if you don't like the situation, if you don't feel like you're comfortable with the coach you're playing for, if you're not getting on the field, you know, it's different. And yeah, if you're like a starter for every game, you know, and the guy it, they throw the ball to the most. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, again, it's it's in every facet of life. In my opinion, if it's all about money, no matter what you do, then you can't you can't even listen to that guy. You yeah, just, right. He's going to do what he's going to do, and you wish him the best, and you can't get emotions involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, it's you want guys that – that show up work hard there's a relationship where hey i'm 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 promising you this given that you do these things he does all these things and he's given that you've done all you can do yeah and you've got the love and appreciation of everybody around you and you still leave uh you know again isaiah bond didn't have a bad year last year no no well he got more balls thrown to him and i mean he would have been probably the featured receiver in this in this offense, I would think. Yeah. So, I mean, there's my point on that. And I, you know, it's just, I don't know. When, when I left, when I left Florida State, uh, I mean, it was, you know, Jameson just won the Heisman Trophy. He was a year younger than me. But when I was planning on, there was a time the year prior to that where I was thinking about leaving. And, um, I mean, man, I was, hell, I remember I went and I was meeting with Jimbo and I was in tears leaving my house because just the realization I had, I mean, I was rooming with uh, three of my teammates and one of which is Austin Barron, one of my best friends. And I'll never forget walking out that door. I was about to walk out the door and, and uh, I told him where I was going and he knew what was going on. He's one of my best friends. Right. And, and uh I mean, I remember just as I was about to shut the door, I, man, I just, I Lost started it. crying because yeah. I was, it's tough. It was heartbreaking to think that, you know, I was go- possibly making a decision to leave one of my best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And a lot of my best friends on that team, uh, or he got up and came over and, and hugged me. And I was like, you know, just like so beat up about it because I had these guys and people that I loved at Florida state. And it was so hard to to leave them, you know. Uh, and then had some other conversations with other teammates. I remember Brian Stork came over to my house, and and we talked for a long time. And and uh, and I stayed. And, and really, the reason I stayed is because I loved those guys so much. Right. And it was so hard to to think about leaving. Uh, Where would you have gone that that year? Still I mean, Bama? Probably, probably Alabama. But you didn't have like a destination. You no. were just knowing you just knew like this wasn't the best fit for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, which is which is why you transfer. I mean, that, that should be the reason why. We talked about yeah. uh, some of that prior to this podcast, but you know, there were some some uh things where I and one of the best things I did was stay there, manage those things that I struggled with at at Florida State, and yeah, right. I mean, it wasn't like I—I I wasn't doing drugs or 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 had an alcohol problem or anything um, like that. I was just, you know, on the field. I was, you know, wasn't enjoying it as much as I. It wasn't fun as I used to. Yeah, and a lot of that was my fault because I wasn't embracing the and buying into everything that that Jimbo was trying to get me to buy into. Mm-hmm. And when I finally did that and just let it all go and, and played my ass off and worked. 
And I always, I was always on time, always doing what I was supposed to do. But there's a difference between showing up on time and doing what you're supposed to do, and then fully buying in and doing extra and and being all about what your job is, right? You know, and uh, I mean, it was, you know, I'd always loved my teammates, always loved being around those guys, but man, I truly like loved Florida State when I started buying in and it's way more fun when you do that yeah right. you know? and so I, I appreciated it so much more and man let, let me tell you leaving there was very tough it was uh very hard for me um and again those i've got so many of those guys that are still my best friend of this best friends of this day that uh i'll never forget and always enjoy being around and and respect and love and uh it was so hard to leave those guys but you know had i been the starter and I can't imagine leaving when you've got not only your teammates, but everything that you've been promised and given is from your coaches, they fulfilled in your playing. I just, I don't get it. Yeah. Business decision. Like, and, and, and I know this, I, I, Nick Saban was a little bit hesitant to buy totally into the raising money part of things. And, and I just know this from, I mean, this isn't secondhand knowledge. I know this from people that are involved in this. And and I think part of it is that we just didn't really know what the whole NIL thing was. You know, yeah. I mean, and, and it has it's just hasn't been fully defined. I mean, we still don't know. Yeah. Right. right? And and so you have to have that part of it. You know, and I don't know that 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 there wasn't the money there. But when I, I hear Aaron Suttles and see him on the next round and different stuff, and he's like, hey, you know, you guys, we need people to invest or, you know, like, let's invest. And we got to, man. I mean, it's just part of it. Like, as Alabama fans, um, I, I haven't talked to Aaron. I just saw his stuff. But I know he's right because I know the world that we're in. Oh, no. We're, and we're in an uphill but battle. Kids and parents that are so emotionally involved, and they are, and they're inexperienced in the college football world, mm-hmm. I mean, I was one of them. We're all, I mean, we're all in dumb in terms of, of our expectations and, and what we think we deserve. Uh, I mean, there are some guys that, that I, again, you know, Bryce Young, the Max Joneses, when, when those guys were in college, I mean, I, I, I agree, man, those guys were, were dedicated. They did what they were supposed to do. And, and far beyond that, they affected their teammates uh, I mean, pay those guys, you know, but the expectations we have is, is, is players when we go in at 18 to 22 and then the, the, the parents, I include the parents in there. And a lot of that is just inexperience and not knowing, uh, how to manage a situation. I, I think you're, you have to find a coach like coach Saban, I think who's, who will, give you honesty and, and do what's best for the team first, the organization first, and also look out for the players so that they benefit from the success of that organization as well. Right. And to me, that's why you have to have a high character guy in that position to have continuity at Alabama. That's why I think uh, DeBoer is going to be a, a great fit for Alabama. He's going to have a lot of power at that position. And he's a guy that I think, will manage it in the correct way that benefits everybody involved. Mm. And you have to look at it that way. Otherwise you're going to get caught up and you're not going to be able to 
you're not going to be able to live up to the promises that you make. Hey, guys, don't forget that this is Elephant in the Room on uh, Roll Tide Pods YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, comment. We love the comments, man. You guys have been great. I uh, love hearing from you. And uh, make sure that you remember that we're brought to you by mybookie.ag. Up to a $1,000 uh, price match. So they'll give you 50% of that with the promo code next round. And um, don't forget that uh, there's so many sports going on right now. Exciting time in college basketball, the NFL playoffs. You got uh, the NBA, NASCAR, all of that stuff, mybookie.ag. Um, yeah, it's, it's this is this is part of life. We knew this was going to happen. And uh, eventually one day and it happened and now we're, we're on to the next coach and we got a guy that that is beloved where he came from. It's the, this is the best coaching search that I've ever seen at Alabama. Normally we uh, found pretty a, quick too. Well, we, I know we, we were all freaking out there for a oh, minute. Dude, but. I've seen them. I've seen them turn into absolute debacles over the years. You know, like I've been around long enough to see us just um, trip over our dick. Sorry if that's a term that we've ever heard <laughs> constantly i mean just terrible you know like is that okay to say i mean you gotta be pretty gifted to trip over it (laughs) 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 i only had that problem <laughs> uh, but look, we—I think that the, they did a great job um, making these, you know, making these moves. And Greg Byrne, man, what a good athletic director, man! Great athletic director. Yeah, like I mean, you, you know, you would think that these guys would all be good, but they're not all good. Like you know, like a lot of times, you sit there scratching your head. You know, oh like, uh, yeah. I mean, well, when you look at some of the Tennessee coaching searches, <laughs> you know, over the years, like. Then there are other places too, you know. Like, <laughs> but what what I found is that in the SEC, you have to get these right, yeah. and if you don't, then you make a move fast. I mean, look at uh, Dave Arnett at Mississippi State; they, they get one year, and they're like, "Hey, this guy's got to go," you know. Um, you know when when uh, and, and I think that when John Cohen was there, who's now at uh, Auburn before when they got Mike Leach, you know, it was like, Hey, they got Lane Kiffin up North. We got to go make a move here. They, you're not going to wait around. You, you either get it done faster, you know, or, or you make a move. But, um, and in the past, I mean, you just keep riding these coaches out that wouldn't win. And then all of a sudden you're buried, you know, and it was the same thing at Alabama and partly because we had so many issues with the NCAA and then, you know, there's very high expectations in Tuscaloosa, like expect to win. I mean, that somebody asked the coach at the press conference, like, which I honestly, I wasn't a fan of this question. You know, I talked to some students and they said they're going to give them three games, like three games. I mean, what do you, and the guy answered it. DeBoer answered that question perfectly. Oh, I yeah. wish, I wish you would have asked Nick Saban that question. So I'm going to miss that. Uh, yeah, he'd have been nervous about asking that question. We wouldn't ask that the next day, you know, I mean, because it's, that's a ridiculous question. Oh yeah. You know, Uh, why are you going to run me out after three games? (laughs) If you're here about winning, then obviously you're not, you don't understand what we're doing here. (laughs) It's about the process. I'm not promising you any wins. (laughs) That guy. Yeah. That guy. I love that. Oh yeah. He'd have been on that guy. uh, 
Coach Saban would have ran him out of there so fast. I don't do hypotheticals. <laughs> <laughs> you ever say that before? Yeah. You want to transfer out, you do that. But the grass is always greener on the septic tank. <laughs> <laughs> he threw him off like a fly on a gnat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm gonna miss those Prescott. Uh, the best, the best saving ever was when he was talking about, you know, high achievers don't get along with, you know, oh, middle yeah. of the road people because yeah. that is the best advice or or whatever Average people or whatever it was. Whatever he said, like he's so right. Oh yeah, uh, got a lot of years doing it, a lot of years being good at it. Yeah, right. It, it, but he would be good at whatever he did. Yeah, that's what I feel like. It too. wouldn't matter. Except riding a boat. If you're going to ride a boat with slacks, I don't want to be on your boat. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Mike told me. Mike Johnson swore he was going to stay because he, he's like, what's he going to do? Son of a smooth operator, baby. Yeah. He drove me around on his boat in slacks. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be down there in Florida with his I, – I, I want to see him like with like a like – a, flamingo like a uh, hawaiian shirt and like some jam <laughs> shorts you know let's go man i honestly i wish him the best and i hope that he takes a step back once we get everything figured out and he really does enjoy his family he's got one of the best wives of anybody ever oh, yeah. you know he's he he nailed it with that his life's been amazing our couple for sure oh yeah i mean she's the perfect compliment to him got a great family and um I, I i'll tell you man for him to do this the way that he's done it for all of these years to to 72 he's getting out at a good time because he needs to go take he's got a lot of money and he can do anything he wants you know so he might as well go and travel the world and and and, and t- you know and see the grandkids and work at the car dealerships and have fun man i mean i i hope he does that I hope he's not like a year out going, man, I got to get back in the coach. He's going to be in Italy. I miss being on the team. He's going to be in Italy thinking about, damn it, I can't believe we lost to Michigan. I want to play him right now. I still think five years ago he they win that game. You know, I just, And I think that partly it's probably like he said to Reese Davis. He's like, I spent so much time on defense that I didn't have enough time to, to get to the offense. And, and, I, and I really believe that. Everything he touched in football turned to gold. Yeah. And, and when – and and I look, I don't know how far you read into it. I've talked about this on some of my other shows. I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts. When I heard uh, at the Rose Bowl press conference when uh, Kevin Steele, you know, basically stopped somebody and said, "Whose defense is it?" And he was like, "Well, it's the guy that won the six national championships, or <laughs> seven, you know." He, he, it's his defense. You know, basically, he's the coordinator. We're all just working under him, and they love it. And that's what I love about him. You know, like you had the best ever over there. He's going to come in and he's going to make sure that things get right. But he said, he told Reese Davis when he retired, he spent so much time in on the defensive side of the ball. He didn't get enough on the offensive. And um, maybe he felt like he just couldn't do it anymore. Cause it's not just coaching the players. It's coaching the coaches. And we were going to have the same issue this year. You know, like, look, like, yeah. I mean, Georgia has a whole program based off of, Alabama like we just you know look at him Schumann's a guy that was an Alabama guy Kirby's an Alabama guy T-Rob's an Alabama guy go through there and see what they Man. created on their own and what what they George has been trying to be Alabama for 10 years I know you know uh I mean every coach that leaves coach Saban I guarantee you everything's structured the same way why wouldn't they be mm-hmm. 
but but I mean, you know, look, Kirby was. I, I wanted Alabama. If I'm Greg Byrne, while I was f- working on the deal to get the other coach, I would have been s- telling Jimmy Sexton, "We'll give him as much money as he wants, just to bankrupt Georgia." <laughs> and looking at the way that they're like they're doing us now. We missed an opportunity to do that. We should have just gone in and been like, but well. Here, here it is raised- about Kirby, though. It ain't all about the money. Yeah, well, I know, but they still would have had to pay him. I mean, he's still going to go back and go, well, Alabama just offered me $17 million. Uh, Okay. Yeah, you know I what I'm saying? Like, even now. if you don't get them, you still win. Yeah. But we didn't do it th- that way. I don't remember us ever, like, being – and, I, and it's, I think it's part of just Nick Saban's personality. Like, I, I, I don't remember him doing anything like that. He's not taking the, you know, if, if he took another job somewhere else, he's not taking the recruiting board with him to use it to recruit. You know, he's he's going to uh, he, work until the last day, you know, just like he did. He really worked until the last day. Yeah, worked past the last well, day. Yeah, I mean, he's still working, you know. He cleaned his office out, like, which is crazy to think about. Does, God, does uh, Coach DeBoer sad. need that? That's a sad thought right there. Does he need that button that shuts the door automatically? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever get did he do that in front of you you know i don't remember if he did or not honestly uh would be bad as if he saw you coming know, and he shut it. when i had meetings with him i was laser focused on on you know <laughs> eye contact making sure i'm saying the right stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'd love to hear about those one day <laughs> he's not coaching anymore so. <laughs> uh, i wonder like everybody man we were so blessed to have him yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, I know. So blessed to have them. So blessed to be Alabama, part of all of that. The whole state was lucky to have them. I know. The Auburn rest... fans are lucky to have them, even though they don't realize that. Well, you beat them. Like he beat Tennessee sixteen out of seventeen years, and I heard a Tennessee fan talking about, you know, hey, it was so great to beat him. You oh, know, yeah. and, and and I get it, man. Like when you beat Alabama, you did something. No, oh, yeah. Michigan beat Alabama. They did something. You know, they 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 came up with the big plays at the end of the game and just uh, every, as i predicted that and no no offense to last, coach DeBoer, but they last, weren't going to beat michigan or alabama in the last five to ten years when alabama loses what percentage of the time was the field rushed i'd like to know that well, on the road every time i mean was it 100 percent? well on the road yeah I yeah think so. I mean, that's what i'm asking i mean that's Let's when you know it. how yeah, much it LSU means to and tennessee this year we lost at home and in the Rose Bowl, so they didn't get rushed. Uh, two years ago, we lost 2000. What was that? 2021, we lost to Georgia. I mean, you sit there and you think about it. When you when you lose to a team on the road and their fan base rushes the field and you're a player, which I never really thought about this when I was playing, but right. now when I think about it, it's like, dude, your own fan base thought you were going to lose. Yeah. Like, I mean – Right, you, you you got lucky and beat us this time. Yeah, right. Or you played yeah. a hell of a game. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't remember us losing on the road and not. I mean, I mean, know. Tennessee, Ole Miss. Trying to remember the games we lost. Uh, it's not many. What? But twenty twenty one did is the only game LSU, we lost that year. LSU, LSU rushed they the field did. too. But yeah, both games we lost. When LSU rushes the field, that's pretty bad. That's scary. That's pretty bad. Did you see those idiots, uh, the videos they were making, like, you know, just like taunting players? And I mean, you talk about a group of people that <laughs> don't get out much. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> watching these grown men act like fools. You uh, know? One of the worst ones is that LSU fan. Uh, you saw that guy. Ronnie, yeah. Giving Ronnie Harrison. Yeah, that's what I'm after saying. After we won. Oh, after you won? After we won. And Ronnie Harrison's like saying hello to family and friends. And there's some LSU, probably 45-year-old guy standing at the gate. Instead of heading back to his car and heading back to the house. Yeah, no, right. He's standing at the gate. Giving some twenty-one-year-old sh- shit about beating LSU. Like, yeah, right. I mean, Somebody, I think it was maybe it was Chad on my on my channel was talking about how he was at a game and we won. And maybe it was 08 when we beat them down there, and some lady that was like seventy was just giving him the middle finger. <laughs> Somebody's grandmother. <laughs> She's just firing the middle finger up at him. <laughs> uh, that's what makes it fun, though. Uh, Do you think Brian Kelly's gonna gonna go to Michigan? I mean, we heard rumors of it, but that'd be I a lot of imagine. I I I I don't know. That's a lot of moving. Hell, who knows? But you got. I mean, Coach Saban's gone now. It's a pretty good window of opportunity, right? Yeah, there. right, right. You might as well just stick it stick it out. Um, it's gonna be a new world, though. Texas and Oklahoma. In the conference, some big Man, games I, next I year. I love these. I love the new schedules. I there, love it's them. a lot of good games. Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna I mean every weekend. You know, you, be some big ones. Yeah, you're one. You know, you're not gonna have a, a weekend where the best game of the week is and good two good teams, but you're not gonna like Kentucky and Ole Miss playing each other. You're yeah, gonna right. have like you know Georgia and Florida, Kentucky, Ole Miss. Right, right. Yeah, you, you you're saying that that weekend where you're like. All right, you know, everybody Oklahoma. Like right. you're gonna have two or three games a <laughs> yeah. week. Alabama. Where you're not just waiting on one six o'clock game that yeah, there's right. a good game between again, Kentucky, Oklahoma, or whatever. I mean, you're gonna have multiple good the whole day is gonna be full of great games and what the players are gonna, are gonna enjoy it more. Yeah, right. What are we gonna do with ourselves? Just watch a lot of good football coming up. Oh yeah. It'd I be, mean be interesting. I can't wait to see what things look like at the eight A game and I, I got to give our fan base a lot of credit. I love the fact that they all showed up. Think for about the this: there's more arrived. people at the airport in Tuscaloosa to welcome Coach DeBoer. 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 I still got to get the yeah, name DeBoer. right. Yeah, you got it. DeBoer. There was more people at the airport to welcome him to Tuscaloosa than there were at Washington Spring Game last year. Yeah, somebody said that. I I, I didn't know if that was true or not. Is that real? I mean, is that uh, wow? I mean, ca- that's. Unbelievable. And then you put people at the Mount Moore complex. We we need to get out and be at the A Day game like we did with Coach Saban. And I remember I was there. It was like a sellout at the A Day game. I think so there was 90,000 people there. It was, it was unbelievable. It was awesome. 90,000 people for a spring game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How about he the- has to have a feeling of like, I mean, there's got there had to have been a no shit moment at some point in the last week for him where he's like, "Oh my God, I'm in a, this is a real deal right here." Yeah, right. Like, a, because yeah. I, I don't know. You, you correct me if I'm wrong, but man, I don't know a better, better atmosphere, better place in terms of college football in the country than Alabama. I don't either. I mean, I'm with. Them. I mean, it is the to me, it's the capital of college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people can. I mean, look, you know, USC had a good run. Uh, I mean, I know LSU's big on football, but 
Alabama is just to me a whole different whole different realm of royalty when you start talking oh, yeah. about Alabama when you talk about college football. I thought it was interesting that Reggie Bush tweeted out that he thought Nick Saban was leaving because of NIL and transfer portal and that he wouldn't be able to handle all of that and Honestly, man, Reggie, I was all about you getting your Heisman back. I had you back. <laughs> now I think you're a clown. You're so wrong. Like, you just don't know what you're talking about. Like, there's, there has nothing – I really don't think it has anything to do with that. I think the fact is that he can't do the things that he wants to do because he's 72. Look at people that well, are 72. I agree. I don't I don't think NIL's pushing him out. I know he's very frustrated with it. Well, who wouldn't be? Uh, but that's not But I think if he was even. taking it on it. 55 rather than 72 he'd be all about it and if he didn't have to deal with that now i think he may stick around for a few more years but to manage the ni just recruiting alone nil on that uh, on on the other side then coaching to hiring and firing personnel i mean college football being a college football coach is man to manage all that would be damn near impossible to do everything well to do to master everything and i think he's got a real issue with not being good at any one particular part of his program of program management and i think he kind of felt like he didn't have the energy to manage every single moving piece the way he used to and nil just added to that and i go out and throw the ball with my son and i'm tired <laughs> yeah, I mean, think I mean, being 72 and, oh, yeah. and doing all this. He said after the Iron Bowl, he's like, I'm I'm tired. Oh, yeah. And we got to get ready again. You know, like, I believe him. He, he's going through a full day staff meeting. I mean, from 6 a.m. on till after practice at 6 p.m. Done, takes a shower, hops on a helicopter to fly God knows where to recruit after that until 10 o'clock and then fly back, go to sleep, do it all over again. Can you imagine that no. every day? No, I couldn't. And I'd be, I'm I mean, tired if, of thinking about it. If I was it. getting paid $8 million a, a year, eh, I mean. I mean, make it work, but you would make it work until you couldn't. Oh, yeah. But but to do that every day, being away from your family nonstop, I mean, that would be that would take a toll on you. I, I'm just never going to buy into him running from anything. I just don't think that. Uh, I, I don't no, think I don't. he's running from anything. I, I don't. I, that's what Reggie Bush was implying, and he's not running from anything. He's seventy-two. Yeah, my no, grandfather. No, look, my, my grandfather was my best friend. He died at seventy-four. Yeah, and this guy's seventy-two. Well, he's always on you know the forefront of everything. Yeah, and instead of finding things to complain about, he's the one figuring out how to make it work to his advantage. That's right. In every realm of the game. Yeah. Like every time a new rule pops up, he's got it figured out yeah, before right. everybody else does. Yeah. Like it's not like we didn't just see him pull in the number two class. It's not like we didn't see him like keep everybody that he wanted to keep. It's not like he wasn't just in the college football playoff again. Now, to his standard, five years ago, they beat Michigan and win the national championship. I really believe that. I just think that it, at this age, it was a little more difficult to do the things that it, it was going to take for that to, for, for everything to work out the way that it needed to. And you're also working with a different class of kids. You're different I mean, kids, different coaches too, man. I mean, like I know you guy, Kevin Steele, but I know the guys in the eighties would talk about how soft our generation is and, and 
they are probably right uh, to a certain degree. I mean, when I was coming through, I mean, there was nothing off limits. And when you talk about what coaches could say to kids or do, and right, right. And, and to me, it wasn't uh, – it was just something you – I mean, it made you better. You, right. you, you got better from it. Either you got better from it or you left, or you didn't make it. Yeah. You know, and if you endured it, you came out stronger. And that was part of the whole deal. It was, you know, I, I think it made a lot of strong, a lot of kids that were struggling and, and trying to figure it out when they just endured it and made it through and, and started thriving, it made them a lot better kids when they came out. Uh, but nowadays I just feel, especially when you just up and leave, I mean, kids don't even have time to, to, to manage all that understand that that it's all going to be okay after a coach just wears your ass out over and over and over again and, it, and makes you better and finally you're able to deal with that and you're good and and nothing bothers you anymore yeah right kids don't even they don't even have that opportunity to get better in, in that aspect of their life for they're just up oh, i'm pissed i'm leaving you know um and again i i went through that with with jimbo it was uh i had some you know, he was on my ass a lot. Yeah, right. And and when I talk about leaving that year prior, the best thing I ever did was stay there and and you know, manage that situation, grow and become a better better person because of it. And mm -hmm. I I love Jimbo. I think Jimbo's a great guy. Um I I really appreciate what he did for me and, and love him to death. And let's get him know, on again, the podcast. Huh? I said, let's get him on the podcast. Oh yeah, I mean, time. but but had I not stayed and figured out, you know, kind of in a way how soft I was, I mean, I I'd have never had that perspective. Um, but you have to, you got to push through some of that, and and there's just, I, I realize you're giving kids more freedom, and it sounds all good and all, but to to a certain degree, you're, it's kind of a detriment as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, more of a detriment, I think, than a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, look, I, I'm. I'm definitely when it comes to discipline and stuff, I've definitely softened as I've gotten older about the way that you talk to people and the way that you motivate them, and mm -hmm. um, and and because this generation doesn't really respond as well to getting yelled at and talked down to, and you know, it's more like you got to explain to them what you want and kind of put it out there, and if they don't deliver, then you know, then you move on from them instead of like, you know, trying to constantly dig in someone's ass and it just doesn't work like that all the time, but everybody's motivated in a different way, yeah. which coach Saban was great at that. But, you know, again, once you get out in the real world and you, you know, that people, I mean, a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of really good people that are really, really tough people too. And you don't, you know, when you just, you judge by your first impression and you don't give it time and you're not tough enough to, to stick it out and figure out who they really are, no matter what kind of relationship is, whether it's business or, or whatever it may be. Uh, I mean, you're not going to get to know these, these people and learn from them and, and, and grow as a person, you know? Yeah. I mean, would you, when you're growing up, I'm sure you've, you know, got your, in the time you're growing up, I, I know that you got your fair share of ass rippings and, and, mm -hmm. and you know, and talk, I never liked it talking to, and I, I, I mean, nobody liked it. I mean, it. I never liked it. And 
nobody likes it, but at the end of the day, do you think it was good for you or do you think it was something you could have done without? I, I mean, me not- personally, I could have done without it. But I mean, like I'm different, like I just don't respond to that. But then again, sometimes it's motivating to like prove people wrong. Uh, at the same time, I, I don't know, like the best coaching well, I had was from people that cared about me and I felt like they cared about me, you know, like, hey, here's here's it's just me personally. Yeah. You know, I liked it when be like, hey, man, you know, here's what we're trying to do. Here's what you're doing. And here's what we need. Yeah. But but I'm diff- but everybody's different. You know, I've been yeah. around people that you have when when you're on their ass, that's the only way that you can get anything out of. them. Yeah, I, I guess my my approach to it is that if you know, something's not working out, especially at, uh, I'll say, I mean, my, my first two years at Florida state when, when, uh, I mean, I was, I was happy there. I, I loved, again, I've already covered this, mm-hmm. love those guys, loved, loved everything about it, except, uh, you know, you mean Jimbo is just on my ass nonstop, nonstop. Right. 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 And, uh, and I, you know, you got to start thinking, all right, well, you know, how am I going to make this work? And is it, are you the problem or, I mean, is, is, do you really think people are just out here to get you? And do I tailor my approach to, to get this shit done? Or do I just sit in the corner and, and cry about it? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not saying that's, that's the case, but when you really do a deep dive into what the real issue is, a lot of times it's your fault. And most, I mean, everything that happens to you, in my opinion, is your fault. Yeah, right. And so again, what you going to do? You gotta- well, let me say this. And then, and then I want to talk about Chris Stewart for a second. I thought he did a great job at the uh, introductory press conference. I'm going to give him a shout out on that, but power is having the ability to get people to do the things that you need them to do. Yeah. That's something that I learned a long time ago. And I feel like I've been a pretty good leader in my life. Mm-hmm. And it takes it takes different avenues to get there. Yeah, you know, and so I guess for me, if I, you know, I just feel like if for me to put together a staff doing you know sports or doing whatever I'm doing, um, I just want to try to find people that bring positive energy, that are willing to learn, that are coachable, and um, and that are all on the same page when it comes to success. You know, so I know at this age the type of person that I need too, you know, that, that, that I want to be around, that I want the group to be around. Yeah. And, and maybe that's kind of what coach DeBoer does, you know, because he wins with teams that aren't necessarily, you know, the number one recruiting class, not to say that that's, that's a good way to do it, but it's not the only way to do it. You know, like it used to be, you had to have the number one recruiting class on signing day to win a national championship. Well, Michigan never had the number one recruiting class, but they found a, a group of people that all bought into the same thing. And and that's why they won, you know, when, when they needed to make big plays against Alabama, they did it, but they did that all year. And, but Alabama's done the same thing. Your team did that. You know, you guys were the team in 2015 and then in the 16 championship game that made the big plays. You know, you had the onside kick. You had the the Kenyon Drake run. You know, you had the passes when you needed them in that championship game. Um, and you had Derrick Henry. That didn't hurt either. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, Always a plus. Yeah, it never hurts. <laughs> so, so I mean, I don't know. It's I think uh, there's different ways to get to the top. And, and and each person has to do what's best for them. And I feel like that Coach DeBoer is definitely equipped to deal with this day and age of person. But we'll find out, you know, I mean, 
it's it's going to be interesting to see how he works with the roster that he has. I think that it's going to be a lot like Saban and Shula's teams. You know, Shula left a lot of those guys. They they won a national championship in 09, and that was a special – that's special team. I mean, oh, a yeah. special team because they had a choice to buy in or not buy in. Yep. And that's what this team's going to have to decide, you know, because they haven't won a championship since 2000. Are they going to buy in? This guy was this guy was a game. This guy was in the game, so technically he was closer to winning than Alabama was. They all have that in common. That's what they all need to kind of use to bond together, because they all have that same terrible feeling that you have when you're that damn good. And and all four of those teams could have won a national championship, but it was Michigan that won. You mm-hmm. know, that's what I hope that this team finds is that they find that commonality and. We want to hold the trophy next year. And if they do that, I think they will. Those, t- yeah, the teams, it's, it's, I was about to say, when, when you have a team that's not as talented but is there, that's a hard team to beat because they're always in the right spot. Mm-hmm. They're always communicating. Yeah, right. They know exactly when where they're going to be. They play for each other. Oh, yeah. And usually that's a good group of guys to. Mm-hmm. When they, when, when the, the goal, when you can put yourself is, and your best interests aside for the team, oh yeah, that's that's what you're looking for. Oh and yeah, that's what those guys did. That's what you guys did. And so, um, you know, we'll find out what what that looks like. Um, yeah, press conference. Um, I thought Chris Stewart was awesome, man. He he's he's. I didn't see it. I uh, he looked great, it. man. He was all decked out in like a crimson suit. And like, <laughs> he's got like a clothing deal now. You know? <laughs> Next level guy, man. But great, great job. Great job, Chris Stewart, bringing us, bringing us in and, and emceeing that thing. Because I know you're, you're – I've been in those spots before where you're like, you know, you're up on stage and there's so many people watching. And you think like doing play-by-play would make you good at like speaking. Oh, and yeah. then you know everybody in the whole world of college football is watching you. <laughs> so good job to him, man. And they have a they have a show. Uh, him and and Kelly have a show on the channel as well. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out. But uh, but kudos to him and and Roll Tide, man. Any any final thoughts? I mean, I think we've we've done an hour and a half, and we've we kind of hit it all. This was this was kind of our you know evaluation show. Maybe maybe our next show will. We'll let loose a little bit more like normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's um, – I'll finish it off with, with uh, you know, kind of an agreement with, with Booker. Been there, thought about the about transferring and all that, but uh, really reevaluate if I was a former – or if I am a player at Alabama, you know, what do you really want and – you know, if you're having issues, you gotta, you know, take a deep down look at yourself and see if you're the problem or if, or if you really think that the best move is, is just finding a new place or making the most of. Have you really done everything that you can do to be the best player you can be at Alabama? And until you start doing that, you really can't evaluate yourself and, and think about going to a different spot. Yeah, well said. Besides that, I'm telling you, the grass is always greener on the septic tank. (laughs) You're in the best place you could possibly be (laughs) in Tuscaloosa. All right, guys, that does it for Elephant in the Room. We'll be back again later this week. Make sure that you, uh, again, like and follow. um, Throw questions, comments in the comment section. We really appreciate all of you guys. Don't forget, we're brought to you by MyBookie, mybookie.ag. 
Use the promo code next round to get uh, up to 50% to $1,000 price match on that initial bet. You got all the things that are going on right now, the NFL playoffs, which are going to be really exciting this weekend. You got uh, college basketball, the NBA, NASCAR, soccer overseas, and they have it all there for you as well. And don't forget our buddy Lance and Lance's lock where they'll, he'll give you those picks, man. And, and it'll, it'll, you can either use them or use it to give yourself some perspective, maybe just a little more ammo as you make those pitch uh, picks. But anyway, uh, I'm Mick Gillespie. He's Jake Coker. We really appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you again really soon. Roll Tide, everybody.